You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio a 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Montgomery County with Mornings with Lone Star, brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, Conroe Coffee, and Centurion Wealth Advisors. It's Dick Schisler in the studio, broadcasting live on Conroe's FM 1045, 1061, and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Sitting here with Skippy. Good morning. Enjoying the rock and roll from Billy Isle. Monomones are. Uh, Intro and bumper music today, so get out and have a good Tuesday. It is 9-10 right now. If you want to join in on the conversation at any time, either through our podcast or listen to it right now, which will be available at 8 p.m. tonight on our podcast iTunes and Google Play, or right now, if you're listening live, 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 936-647-3776, or go go to Facebook and just let us know what's going on on top of your head, because I know Sean is kind of an open book. So you can ask him anything. I mean, anything without breaking the FCC rules. We can uh, we can accomplish that. Here. And we can use code words for that. Code words. So, He'll yeah. probably use my name as a pun several times. I, I, I No, you know what? I thought today is not a day to make fun of Dick because, you know, sometimes Dick is just not a joking matter. It isn't. It helps, us, it helps me keep going. So uh, right now, though, let's do a little weather for the area. It's 62 degrees outside. Uh, today, chance of rain, folks, won't really hit us till later tonight, but you might see some earlier this morning around 11, uh, closing out the mornings of Lone Star. But uh, it is supposed to rain between now and Thursday, they're saying, and the average high is going to be changing. It's going to be from the 70s to 80s up back to the 70s, uh, and that's the next three days. So it's going to be an interesting couple, uh, interesting week in Montgomery County. I know we have a lot going on. We do... Uh, have a guest this week. We'll go into that more on that. We'll have more guests next week. And if you want to be a guest, again, just reach out. We know the way to get contact us, IRLoneStar.com slash MWLS, how to do that. Today's topics are going to be all over the place, so try to keep up if uh, you can keep up with the randomness. And outside that, <laughs> we'll start the show. Let's start the show. Yes, yeah, good music of the heart pumping on a Tuesday morning. Uh, yeah, I guess. Although, no, it's a lot of it's fun live. In fact, I remember a long time ago, back in the 80s, when this song was very popular, one of the Houston uh, radio stations liked playing live concerts, uh, going live from the, the nightclubs. And this particular song uh, is kind of an audience participation song, but of an R-rated variety. The audience ha- calls stuff back, and they forgot that when they were playing the song on the radio. So I learned some new language that night. It was fun. Okay. Not here at Mornings with Lone Star, though. We'll blip out anyone. Who, yeah, can, we're not. We don't. Well, if you're in the car and you're singing along with it, we'll play it every commercial break and stuff. And, you know, 
Sing along if you know the words. That's funny. So how you been? I'm okay. Since yesterday. I'm okay. Kind of a, a crazy day. I, I uh, left the studio, stayed a little extra, um, had had fun on, on the business hour, and uh, then realized that I had locked my computer uh, in uh, a place that I could not get to till much later on, and I had to had to work without it for a while. So that was that was annoying. It was oh, over the weekend. Uh, uh, Can you say where you locked it, or is this oh yeah, oh no, 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 oh no, it was inside the theater. Uh, there was a show that uh, I had all these sound cues on my computer and, and the software for it. And on Sunday, uh, I was in Dallas and not at the theater, so I let someone else, you know, use the laptop. And they asked, "Well, what what should we do with it?" I said, "I'll oh, just put it away, lock it up in, the, in this tech booth, and I'll get it on Monday." And I go on Monday, and of course, the theater is shut down, and I don't have a key. Yeah. yeah, it usually happens to yeah. people who don't plan ahead. Way to go. Yeah, it was one of those, if, ah, Skippy, if only but you had called anyone before you schlepped out to Tomball. Maybe, just maybe. But you stopped schlepping. Yep, yeah. I just I just schlepped away with no aforethought. And that's what happened. But I did get it back. So it was a it was a, a long day, late night. Uh, had auditions for Kiss Me Kate over the Owen Theater across the street. Had a good turnout. I think the rain scared away a lot of people on Sunday, but on Monday— I mean, uh, the rain uh, wasn't that bad, huh? wimps. Well, I was driving down from Dallas, I'll tell you that. And, of course, you know, I still PTSD whenever the rain gets too heavy. So uh, it, it was annoying on Sunday. But, yeah, I had a good turnout. Um, I think it's going to be—oh, I know it's going to be a wonderful show, and I'm ready to get on that. I do believe uh, Hello, Dolly! just closed down at the Crichton Theater next door to us. But coming up around the corner in mid-April will be— the Elephant Man. Are you? Uh, I have no idea what that movie is. Well, or it, the play. Or. The, the play and the movie are, you know, same topic, but very different styles. Uh, there was in the 1800s, late 1800s, for all intents and purposes, a, a circus sideshow freak named John Merrick, who had such birth defects. Uh, he was nicknamed the Elephant Man. He, uh, you know, his head was so gigantic and misshapen that actually what ends up killing him is the he decides to sleep up right one night and it actually asphyxiates him uh but he's horribly deformed and so the play is his story but that on the outside he is so ugly but on the inside he's a poet he, he's a writer aren't we all aren't we all and uh the the doctor who takes him in now, on the movie it's uh, john hurt plays the elephant man and anthony hopkins plays the the doctor and, you know, everyone knows the line from the movie, I'm not an animal, I'm a human being, I am a man. Well, that's from the movie, it's not from the play. Uh, but the play is just awesome. The director has a great vision for it. Basically, the whole play will be done in black and white, like the movie. And it looks like it's going to be a heck of a show. I will definitely be watching it. And then, in May, well, also late March, so actually before Kiss Me Kate, on March 24th, you know, we're going to be having the third annual Downtown Conroe Shakespeare Festival, yeah, don't Yeah, I heard you? about that. I heard it's yeah. going to be pretty good. It's going to be pretty good. we got uh, vendors lining up left and right. Got some great acts going on. It's going to be uh, some Shakespeare played, some roving actors. Some guys going to show fight choreography and, and teach how to, you know, successfully evade, you know, sword swings. <laughs> how to take a hit with a mace, you know, that kind of stuff. And that's happening when? Uh, Saturday, March 24th. From... Oh, that's a long time. We don't talk about it right now. Well, get your tickets now. <laughs> get your t- You can actually get your tickets well, today? Actually, it, this is the best thing. It's free admission. 
free, free, free admission, the whole thing. But there will be food trucks and vendors and stuff. That's March so. 24th? March 24th. All right. Yeah, we should set up out there sometime and have some fun with that. Yeah, maybe. And put on by the Downtown Conroe Civic Association. Or Area Association. Yeah. Thought I'd throw that out there. That's it for uh, upcoming events. Okay. Well, we'll kind of keep our pulse on the, the city and see what's going on. If you have an event or anything, let Maureen's Lone Star. We'll promote it for sure. Just uh, contact us online at IRLoneStar.com slash MWLS. That's the best way to get to us. We're going to take a quick sponsor break, say a special thanks to those who sponsor this show, and we'll be back with more topics and talk here on Mornings with Lone Star. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, Zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Welcome back, Orange Lone Star. Call in anytime, 936-647-3776. Don't text Sean in the middle of talking, all right? <laughs> I know people are really pumped up about this week. There's a lot of great things going on. I do want to let you know we do have a special guest coming in this week. And I honestly, when I saw, I thought it was a spelling bee. Uh-huh. But then I realized it's too long of a name. Actually, I was like, that sounds like a real, it's 25th annual Putnam County spelling. I was like, that's it. Where's this? And then I go, oh, it's a play. See, we got caught in the middle of a tease. We're going to come back with this. And so someone called us out on that. Yeah, starting this weekend. Uh, sorry, next weekend on the, uh, the, the March the 9th, 9th through 31st. You. It is the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee over at the Owen Theater, Players Theater Company. And uh, one wonderful. Wonderful place of comedy, uh, the heartfelt comedy musical, and basically what it is, it's spelling bee, but it's got a lot of audience interaction. So they'll be joining us on Thursday at awesome. 930. The director will so. be, will be, and hopefully some cast members. There may be tickets to give away. And also, here's the thing. Uh, there, Like I said, there's audience participation in the show. You can actually get audience members, maybe, just maybe, to get up uh, on stage with the spellers. Would you do that, Dick? To be a speller? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm horrible at spelling. I've, I had to go to a phonics uh, class mm-hmm. when I was like, you know, first grade. So, have have you noticed that phonetic isn't spelled the way it sounds, which is kind of ironic. Yeah, it's a little weird. It's like putting an S in the word lisp. That's just mean on people who have lisps. Because no matter what they say, you got to. I have a lisp. Welcome wrong. back to Maurice. It's wrong. I'm just saying. 
But yeah, so that's coming up this week. And uh, outside that, it's up to you guys. Let us know what you want us to talk about. And uh, you can text, if you know Skippy's phone number, just text him. Keep bothering him. Eric code 911 423. Is that how? Can you text 911? What happens if you text it? Uh, you, you get 911. Really? Is it a person saying, hey, thanks for reaching out? Uh, yeah, What's you probably emergency? get an auto response, but. What was that movie called? It was Funny Games. It was like a Swedish movie, and then they Americanized it about these two serial killer wag job kids that go from, like, house to house and start messing with people. And they were, like, all white with white gloves. Oh, I know what you're talking about, but I don't know the movie title. Why do you? Why are you bringing this up? Because the first thing they do pretty much is they dump the only cell phone, apparently, in this entire house into a, a wait, sink do you of have, water. Wait, do you have a house cell phone? Well, I mean, kind of like similar to a landline. No, you have, you, a house cell you have phone? six people in the house. You think there'd be more and more cell phone? Well, it just depends on the family. Why are you judging people? I, I'm ju- because it's a well-to-do family in a in like a getaway with teenage kids who don't have their own phones. It just is, uh, the movies. I think has a lot of plot holes. But the first thing they do is dump his phone in the in the water. So he's trying to call later nine one one and he can't get through. He's like, oh, I can only text. Who can I text? And I'm yelling at the movie screen. You can text 911, you idiot. Well, what's funny, I was watching a movie, and they used the fact that the main character didn't have a cell phone as a way to show his lifestyle. Because mm-hmm. whenever he tried to speak to people, this is what, what he did. It, I actually learned to really like it. What he would do is say I'm working over at Starbucks. He'd go into a phone booth, call the Starbucks, and be like, hey, can I talk to Johnny? And Johnny's like, picks up the phone. He's like, hey, this is Johnny from Starbucks. He's like, hey, Johnny, when do you get off? He's like, oh, I'm off in five minutes. Okay, I'm walking in. And he hangs up the, from the phone booth and walks into the uh, – <laughs> and I thought that was pretty clever. I was like, man, what, what happened to all the phone booths? And I know, right? There, there have got to be some of it left. You don't want your kids to have the jing- jingling of the coins in their pockets? Jingling of the coins in their pockets just to know what it's like to, to go to a phone booth where Superman used to change his clothes. And now they're, they're pretty much all gone. What was the other movie? Uh, National Treasure, the the sequel, part two. Did, did you see the National with the Nicolas Cage movie about where there? It's kind of like an American version of the Da Vinci Code. Okay. And in part two, the end of part one, they all end up like with a hundred million dollars. You know, it's like, yeah, the finder's fee. Yeah, the finder's yeah. fee. And so in the next movie, they're enjoying their wealth, but there's a scene where they have to take a. All they have to do is take a picture of something, and none of them has a working cell phone. One of them, they're driving like a Lamborghini, going, "Oh, I've got the old model phone. I don't have a camera on mine, and all you know, oh, mine's broken." It's just a plot point, so they'd have to go through a, like an easy tag, like a toll lane, and hold it up in the windshield, so and then they can hack the computer from there. It's like, okay, the computer you have, where you just hacked in, has a webcam on it. It, it was bad, bad writing. But they use well, some, I don't think that's bad, Ryan. I think it's bad prop management. <laughs> well, to say I have a hundred million dollars in the bank account, but I've got a phone with a broken camera or a phone with no camera on it. Well, it sounds like they're all Mac users, because you know they, they always they always change things up on you when you buy a new Mac. It's like, oh, hey, we know you love the headphone jack. No more headphone jack. And it's like, oh, we know you love USB devices. No more USB devices. Thank you for dredging up that painful memory. I just gotten past the fact that my my phone does not have a headphone jack on it. And and I'd forgotten. So we should write a scene where you're like, oh, I can't really hear my phone speakers. Let me uh, plug in my, oh, you can't plug in my headphones. And so you send it to another phone (laughs) and then you take a picture of it through, you know, another device. There you go. That's See? how to do it. That, that, that's, we could put in our curling movie. Yeah. We Glad actually, you know what's crazy is we did miss out on the curling movie release because curling, if you go, you know how you can go on Google Index and see what people are searching for? Curling went up like an 
astronomical amount. Oh, yeah, because everyone's going, what the heck is curling? And, I mean, people are following curling. People want to go move to Canada finally and go play curling. That's where they do it there. They don't do it anywhere else. They do do it in Houston, though. Remember, we found that place. Yes. And I figured you can use a, a non-ice version of it on any carnival or princess cruise. Just go up to the B deck and watch the old people. And you'll find a... Is that the same? I don't think that's the same style. No, well, no, but it's, you know, shuffleboard, you don't, you don't, curling. You don't brush. There's no brushing, There's man. no brushing. And that's what makes curling the whiz-bang, live life on the razor's edge sport that it is. Brooms. It happens. It's like Quidditch, but without, you know, the magic. <laughs> really? That's, that's a good comparison. Well, there are brooms, you know. That's, that's all I got on curling. You know what's amazing to me too? When that Harry Potter Harry Potter book came out, and people were trying to to do the Quidditch, like trying. They actually made it, like you can play it in a field and stuff. And I'm like, how the heck do they do that with the what's it called, the snitch? Yeah, the little the little ball with because the wings like on it. from what I understand in the game of Quidditch, like if you just get that thing, you win. Mm-hmm. So like everything else, ninety eight percent of the time is like stupid. So why isn't everyone looking for it? Well, I think what you do is— um, We need a Harry Potter expert to tell me oh, why. Oh, I'm sure there is one. It's like, like, why can't everybody look for the golden snitch? Because while you're doing that, you just need one guy with the ball to go to the other guy and yeah, just throw it Yeah, but no matter how many down. times you do that, it doesn't matter because, like, if you look at, like, the history— I remember, like, how many games did they play in the whole Harry Potter series? Too many. But every single time, I think it's decided by whoever gets the snitch, regardless of— Who's throwing Could it be. through the hoop. I, I was not that engaged. I know that the snitch gave you like 100 points or something, which would effectively you'd win the game at that point. Yeah. So. But I just take the ball and just, you know, throw it through the hoop time and time like and time and time All you do again. is just have one person hold on to the ball and then everyone else just looks for the snitch. It'd be like me in the boxing ring where my whole purpose would just be running away from the guy trying to hit me. That that's the you know that'd be the kind of Quidditch match it is just one person running away. But if they want to do like this real world Quidditch because they've actually got leagues and stuff, I would think maybe you take this little gold ball and bury it somewhere in the field, and the first person to find it, they, you know, that's how you find the snitch. Or you just throw be, it in tall see, grass. that would be such a strange encounter to walk in on. Like you're just driving, like oh, I wonder what those people are doing in the field, and you got this one kid like going through the dirt, and then it's like, what are these other kids doing? And then, well, do they use the brooms? I mean, like like you know the old hobby horses. I don't know. I, I just can't imagine the the rules and the like the referee. There's not is there a ref? There is a ref, right? Mm-hmm. And man, I really wish we had a Harry Potter expert here with us because if you're a Harry Potter expert and know anything about Quidditch, especially the real world version, give us a call 936-647-3776. The real world version, I mean, that's just well, it's, it's like, different depending on the state, you know. I mean, <laughs> there the are league, different state rules. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, how <laughs> it is. Triple A league. What is it? Well, it's like in the you know the very first episode of Star Trek, the the original pilot. They had Spock and Kirk playing three um, D chess. And they kind of just made it up, you know, basically they put some plastic stuff together and had a chessboard on. Th- well, they actually turned that into an actual game. And now 3D chess is a thing. And so they made up rules. These are the same nerds who uh, translated Shakespeare into Klingon. And uh, I mean, actually invented the language so it would work. I'm mean, happy people do you think can speak Klingon, realistically? Um, but nationwide, I'd probably say a couple of thousand. Like f- fluently? Mm-hmm. A couple thousand? Mm-hmm. We have 300 million in I mean, America. Is it a dying language, you think? <laughs> well, yeah, it would be. Actually, Klingon would be a romantic language, technically almost a dead language, because it's very the Klingon culture is very tradition-based. Yeah. 
And so you well, wouldn't be that. adding new words. You wouldn't be changing stuff. You know, kapla, success. Well, that's one thing I loved about the freedom of writing a thing like Star Trek is you can just make it up as you go. And but you got to fit within the rules. If yeah, you break no, the rules, you, the nerds will get you. But you can create it. new rules. Mm-hmm. So it's it's pretty pretty great. And then you get that one nerd who writes 10,000 letters. You made a mistake. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. We got to take a break. Right now, it's 63 degrees outside. There's about a 30% chance of rain throughout the day today, so be careful heading out and around town. Always feel free to call in, 936-647-3776. Leave a message or go to IRLoneStar.com slash MWLS. We're going to listen to a couple tunes. We'll be right back. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. Feel all right now. You gotta talk Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star here at IRLoneStar.com worldwide and locally on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Brought to you by Centurion Wealth Advisors, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and of course Conroe Coffee. Special thanks to those guys. Hope you enjoy those tunes. we got more tunes coming your way. We'll talk around the top of the hour around 10 o'clock. If you have a song request, let us know. 936-647-3776. This is your morning hybrid show of music and talk. So the big discussion we're going to be having today, I found something that was pretty interesting. I don't know if this ever happened in any other state in the United States, but apparently uh, in West Virginia, every public school is closed. Every public school. Every public school is closed. And uh, spring cleaning? No, it is apparently was an organized event a while back for teachers protesting a wage increase. So, uh, and then there is one thing, this is this is kind of one of those controlled, narr- not narrative, but kind of letting people know it's not a strike, it is a planned work stoppage. That's what they, since I guess they planned it, it like, I guess strikes happen abruptly. I don't really know, I don't know the history of striking and the history, of, you know, I don't know any of that kind of stuff. So I thought, I, I go, man, that's pretty crazy, and there's a lot more to it, and it's kind of hard, you know, knee-jerk reaction is very easy to do, especially right. when every school is closed. What about the children? And uh, one thing I will, I will, that has been noted by the teachers, they, this is a planned event, so they kind of took care of everything that you'd be upset about. Like, they found... Daycares, they they funded daycares. They got these kids meals. They got because you know with the the public education system, a lot of people depend on not just having your your butt in a seat, but also 
food in your mouths and those kind of things. So apparently they try, they try, they did the best they could to communicate to the teachers or to other teachers, to other parents, to other authorities. Like this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. Uh, and they are upset about being the 48th worst state for when it comes to being a teacher ranked salary wise. Yeah. Wow. First off, it, it shows great character that they did that, you know, making sure the kids are taken care of because too many people strike or protest with a plan to hurt as many as uh, people as possible. It's like those a few months ago, they were linking their arms across the freeways, stopping people from getting to work and even stopping ambulances with sirens on. That was designed to hurt. That's why we have helicopters. <laughs> yeah, that's why we have life flight people. But, you know, that's where protest, I, you know, my, my personal thought is maybe you can go too far, but these teachers... You know, if they plan ahead, they actually are putting the kids first. They're kind of putting their lack of money where their mouths are. And I'm sure they get, you know, kids read ahead these three chapters while, you know, Miss Miss Johnson is 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 doing grown-up stuff. So was, do they not get enough money or? For their, well, their- the biggest gripe that I saw was they received a pay increase in 2016, but in 2017, the state required them to pay more into their insurance. So they got like blank percent increase, but now they're playing. They're paying more back into, I guess, like when it comes down to like when you get your check, you have your social Mm -hmm. security and all that stuff. They're paying more into for insurance. So basically they're they're They got to enjoy a few months of a pay raise and then now they're getting a pay decrease. Yes. Over what was originally there, not just a little dip into their, they're raised, but actually taking them lower than what they were originally. Wow. Uh, not cool. If, if, if indeed that is the situation, that's not cool. I'm, I'm one of those, I think, teachers, uh, what is expected of them? You know, they are babysitters. They are counselors. They are parent figures. They are educators. They're meal providers. Well, what's insane, what's kind of crazy to me, too, is with the political climate and the ability to change Make some change. This is this is always going to be always. Well, I remember being an argument on your local politics all the way to national politics about education, but it's weird that nobody's talking about it. I mean, because yeah. right now, what is it? Gun control, and then you know, a couple months ago, it's about Russia. It's funny you should mention that. I was actually over the break, kind of writing down follow up ideas on things that in weeks and months past were just. You know, we're going to die unless this is addressed. And, it's you know, North Korean nukes, remember how the world was just convinced we were hurtling towards nuclear Armageddon with North Korea, uh, the Vegas shooting. Now that it's kind of, we're rolled into, now we're saving the kids, but as a result, the adults who were killed in Vegas are not even being thought of. So, again, it's not a gun issue so much. It's who who's the face of the, of the cause. Uh, kneeling. Yeah, you know, the whole anthem thing. Where did it go? Well, it wasn't that. It's more of like what challenges did it bring and making laws or making changes. And Exactly. That's what I mean. At the moment, it was it was dominating every headline. It would dominate our show even. And now it's it's right now instead it's, it's AK-47s or, or AR-15s are bad. Um, Harvey, uh, there were many people who were convinced that Hurricane Harvey was proof positive of global warming because we had hurricanes. Well, I imagine some type of an agreement's gonna gonna come from it, and 
if it's something where they have demands, I mean, I, I, like I said, I don't really know too much outside the idea of waking up and we don't have school anymore. Well, they didn't wake up. They knew it was going to come. Mm-hmm. But I think it's an effective way to show we need to be appreciated better. I, I, I'm all – if this is indeed how it's presented, how it truly is, I'm all for this and, and my heart is with those teachers uh, and they're, they're doing it right. And uh, the other day uh, when you were out, Dick, uh, Rick, my emergency backup Dick, uh, and I, we were talking about um, the planned walkout of some school, you know, students with schools and being told by the superintendent, if you walk out, you will be suspended for three days. And we, so we had discussion on that. And my thought was, absolutely, these kids should walk out. If this is a cause they truly believe in, they should walk out and then they should accept their three-day suspension and it going on their record and whatever, because that's what a protest is supposed to be. It's not supposed to hurt the other person. It's supposed to hurt you in that context. You have to give something up to show your protest. Does that make sense? Well, I mean, I imagine these teachers are giving up something too. They are. And they're going to be penalized in some way. And that, not saying that they have some spiteful leader who says, why are you doing this to us? You don't get paid. It's more of that's how accounting works. That's how this is how we handle situations like that. Like yeah, just on a larger scale, if one person didn't show up to work, they don't get paid. If Everyone doesn't show up to work. Well, no one gets paid. Well, if the entire state of West Virginia and Mrs. Skippy is from West Virginia, and I love making a lot of jokes at her expense, but so, you know, we'll take that aside. If every school is shut down, that means almost every teacher is involved with this in some way, shape or form. And that means it had to, I can't imagine that the teachers unions or the groups or whatever did not try every other avenue until they got to this point. I don't think they're like, hey, we didn't get enough money. Let's let's strike for a day. This is too th- well planned and too well thought out and too courteous, you know, to ease the pain on the kids that I believe they must have gone through so many legal hoops like proper channels, and this is their last resort. So they're going to get hurt on this. They are going to get spanked, and it's going to bite them a lot. And maybe a school board trustee, this will be the next races of the superintendent. When I'm superintendent, I won't let the teachers quit, you know, something like that. So there'd be a lot of pain from this, but I feel that this is the, the, the last resort. I would be interested to hear some of our listeners' ideas about this. So if you want to call in 936-647-3776 or a message on Facebook, MW Lone Star, we won't give your name out or anything. But it's it's something that I feel I don't know, I'm not in, as in like I don't go to school and I'm not a teacher. I've never been a teacher but it's also one of those things where there's got to be a solution to it, and I'd be interested to see what people think, especially the outcome of this, because all they really want is to be uh, have better pay and then better insurance or better health care being taken care of as a teacher. Mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting to see what the community there decides, because you know when these things happen, I imagine it kind of sparks other communities in the, not in just the surrounding area, but all the United States. So we see these things now because the access to the internet, and you're like, oh, I wonder if this is a good idea if it produces a result that we need. I have a feeling 49 other states are waiting to see what happens in West Virginia before they make their move. So that would this be, is how the conversation gets going. That would, that would be interesting. Yeah. So that was a pretty cool topic. I, I like. love that So topic. let us know. Uh, Morning's Lone Star on Facebook, 936-647-3776. Do uh, teachers get enough love? And how much love do they really need? Because there's got to be a, there's. Do you agree there's got to be a stopping point? Like, do you want to pay them millions of dollars like superstar If athletes? I had millions to pay, I would, but we don't. It's, it's almost like what we should do is have these colleges pay the public schools access to these star students 
kind of like how they the draft happens, and so there now there's incomes coming. Can you in. imagine <laughs> the academic draft with the fervor of I like mean, the I NFL see, draft? I can see it. I can see Benny it, Johnson, sixth grader spelling bee champion, uh, is uh, scheduled to go to UCLA for first semester, but New York University is coming in with a counter. Well, can you imagine any type of private school or public school saying we're gonna we get two percent of everything you earn for the rest of your life because we provide this education to you right that's a good point man watch out watch out 949 we're gonna take a quick break here on mornings with lone star hear a word from our sponsors Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at centurionwa.net or reach us by phone at 936-756-1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors. Now let's get your financial house in order. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star. We got a couple more minutes until our top of the hour music break. Call in anytime, 936-647-3776. Or Morning's Lone Star on Facebook. You know, that kind of stuff. Uh, we were just talking about West Virginia. They've been closed for, I think, four days now on on strike or work stoppage work or whatever, stoppage. whatever we're calling it. A polite but, work uh, no, applied strike. But Sean, Sean, of course, Skippy, my co-host, loves talking about what ifs and how scenarios. So he started asking, you know, looking at education, that's one of the many topics that the United States looks at and tries to do its best at, we hope, to make it better right and that's my question so you know hypothetically uh, dick we elect you president and you're sitting down first day in the oval office you call in the cabinet or whatever chief, chief staff say okay what are the top 10 well first off i wouldn't America? be in the oval office i'd be in texas i don't know if i'd be able you'd to just go move in, you'd revamp the alamo or something yeah i'd, li- I'd live in the alamo <laughs> live in the alamo okay I'd grow a mustache and smoke cigars every time on call me the raven <laughs> i'd wear i'd wear a gun off my there you go. I would vote for you just for that. <laughs> oh, but that'd be you, great. So you go to your chief of staff and say, I need the top 10 things that America needs to spend money on to fix, things that are broken or need, you know, need improvement. And I came up with my list of 10, education, environment, energy, the homeless, housing, military, veterans, which would be different, you know, the active military and then those who, who leave the military, the economy, which includes jobs, infrastructure, and health care. So these are 10. Well, I feel, like, I feel like a lot of those could be under one another. I mean, we can probably group them up until they say we have five or six, but the, the, the theory remains. But there's only so much. Okay, you have $1 trillion to fix up to 10 of these. Do you, does each one get $100 million and and hope for the best? Do you double down on education because of the investment in the future, but take half away from housing? It's 
there's only so much money to go around. And what time period is this? Because you know that kind of changes a lot. Let's say you you want to put it in your first hundred days in office, put it into effect to get it run through uh, the House and uh, Senate, and uh, as hopefully a long term venture. For for instance, the ACA, the Affordable Air Care Act. One of my several issues with it was it was never designed to be a permanent solution. They knew it would be challenged. The second Republicans got back into power, there'd be a repeal or an, uh, an attempt to uh, repeal. And to turn the IRS into a healthcare agency, that was very, very dangerous, uh, in my opinion, that it wasn't well, as president, solution. you're not allowed to have an opinion, so you we don't care about what you're saying right now. <laughs> we're, we're talking about me, right? This right yeah, yeah this is true. So President Dick has, uh, so what would you concentrate the money on? And, or equally important, what would you take away from to ensure because there's not enough money for everyone? Well, I, I think really what I would like to see is I would ask what in dollars, dollars and dollars is which one makes money and which one doesn't make money. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, there is a giving heart because I'm, you know, I'm a giving person. You are. You're very giving. But there's also, I, have, I feel like I'm sensible enough to know we can't just spend a trillion dollars and not expect to get a trillion dollars for next year to spend it again. So we need to know what our income is and we can do it down to the day, I bet, but that'd be too much. Uh, I think I would use that idea and then see what, which out of those 10 can be sustained on its own from the money it makes. Mm -hmm. So, uh, or which one is feasible enough to see we can make it sustainable in so many years if we put enough money into it. Because I feel like if you, in the long run, that's what's important for for culture, for communities, being able to better itself, not just tomorrow, but for many years to come. Uh, so I'd look at it like that, and then i go from there. And this is put in a practical sense, let's say, because I, I would love for teachers pretty much to get paid double what they are. I'm telling you, if you just do a draft thing, and that would get some incentive. And right. Then um, what was that Rob Lowe speech in the West like, Wing? Imagine every kid that you teach that wins a, a some Nobel Prize, you get, you know, three percent of what they earn. I'd, I'd be all over that. And in West Wing, Rob Lowe had a great little uh, thing about you know schools should be palaces. The the competition for teacher of the year should be a national event, in you know, fierce competition. You know, and it's the kind of coulda, shoulda, woulda. But I wouldn't mind them seeing. You know, I like to be te teachers to be in a situation where they don't have to do a workshop and just say, "Come on, we're now making less than we were last year. Give us a break." You, you know, we are teaching the future, so let's double their salary. But then that means someone you else gets just, half. Well, you can't just yeah, you can't just double it. That's what, I, and that's the whole point. Within a budget, you know, I can put it in real terms. You know, I'm directing well, a show across the street where I have a budget. When you have the when you well, the greatest thing about topics like this is you have so many examples. Mm -hmm. In a sense of like real life examples, you look at West Virginia, then you look at New York, and then you can look at Oregon, or you look at Washington, and you look at Texas, and you see what people are doing, what they're making, because there are vast differences in pay, but there's also vast difference in living quality or quality of life in each of one of those areas. And you look at, okay, so how, who's doing the best right now as like the best they can? Mm -hmm. And then you kind of see if you can mimic that, or you create some type of similar atmosphere, and but you can make a little change. You don't have to replicate what texas is doing or what california is doing but so I, it sounds like president dick is kind of a statist which you know like letting the states do what they do best with minimal federal interference well uh i would say yes and no i think uh, well, i'm talking about what i asked what time period it was too by the way because 
Yeah. 2020. You're running All in 2020. Right. And I mean, that means we have we have great stats to look at and see what works because, you know, I, I imagine te- the state of Texas, the reason the state of Texas is such a appealing state is just there's a lot of things going for it that are positive for our future. And I imagine there's other states that are not as positive. Like, like who, you know, that's once I didn't wasn't born in Texas, but I, I got, got here as fast, fast as I, as I could. could. I mean, mm-hmm. people still kind of say that. And I'm like, all right. So what are they doing right? What are we doing right here? That's you know, our neighbors are not doing. And why are people coming to us? And why are people leaving them? And so, I think there's a lot of reasons and people's choices in life. And education is a big one, especially when you hit that age of having children and or maintaining kids or you know, doing that kind of thing. Uh, especially if you want to be a good teacher. I imagine it's similar to like a sport. You want to be on a good team. And if you're a teacher, you want to be in a good system. And you want to be like, – because I know Montgomery's doing really well. I know Willis is doing be- doing better than it did 10 years ago. Connor ISD is a huge competitor in every f- almost every field. And they're sometimes dominant in mm-hmm. this. Uh, and so it's just kind of look at those examples and see if you can create that. But then I'm also – I also have to understand that it can't, everyone can't be – Example A. Right. And I think uh, we talked uh, earlier about this, the stigma of, you know, trade schools, blue collar for the uh, continuing education used to have a stigma. Well, you know, I guess you can't make it into college. You may as well learn to become an AC repairman or a plumber. But nowadays it's like, hey, listen, I'm making five, you know, as a plumber or as AC repairman or auto mechanic, I'm making five, ten times a year what a PhD in liberal arts is making because they're flipping burgers. And so that stigma is gone. And I think the pressure to, well, of course, you're going to go to college like your father and your father before him and your grandfather, you know, the whole fraternity, sorority, university structure could be going by the wayside and opening up of there's nothing wrong with the trade school. Well, I think it already it already is doing that. It's just not in enough to where people are so ob- it's so obvious to people going, oh, I didn't know that. Well, because, you know, the, the big protest a few weeks ago or a few months ago was we need millennials for the most part. We we deserve free tuition in university. I'm thinking, okay, you're going university. I didn't hear anyone in ITT and tech institute say, and we need free. No, because they know you got to pay some to get some back. Blue collar, I think, is more practical in that context. Well, I think that's why the success of education here in the higher education, like Lone Star Community, the Lone Star System. What's it, yeah. called? what's it called? Yeah, it's like yeah, college. System? Yeah, Lone Star College System. They call it Montgomery, but it's not in Montgomery. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm all confused about it. That's one of my favorite things about that is if you live in the city of Montgomery, you don't get benefits of going to Lone Star Montgomery. <laughs> so let's let's look at it like that. Yeah. But uh, like Sam Houston, the rise of Sam Houston is a huge a huge example of somebody doing a, an education system and improving it every day and making it cost effective for the average person to attend, either for just night school or for uh, for an actual four-year program or anything like that. So, uh, I mean, I think we can't keep boasting about ourselves, but, <laughs> you know, that's what I would look at. That's what Texans do. Good uh, good conversation there. I like that. Yeah, we're going to take a music break. Okay. And uh, when we come back, we got more. we got a whole hour left in today's show. 936-647-3776. Call in. Lots going on this weekend. So stick around. We're going to talk about what's going on around town. March is going to be filled with a bunch of crawfish stuff and other things like that. I just know it's crawfish season officially now, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star here at IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. We're going to have a music break, but we'll be back.
Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5-106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star with Billy Idol in the studio. Kind of. Billy Idol singing a song, but not live. You got Dick and Skippy in the studio with you for realsies. It's uh, still looking a little gloomy out there. It's edging its way up towards the low 70s today. Maybe rain, maybe not. But we're cool here at Morning's Lone Star because we are happily sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, Conroe Coffee, and Centurion Wealth Advisors. Hey, you know what's going on this week, Dick? What's going on this week? We are jamming this week. And it's also early voting this week. Yeah, it's true. Actually, there's a lot going on, and uh, outside of early voting, there is something that's very important for our listeners right now. If I'm reading this correctly, Saturday should be the Woodlands Marathon. Yes, yes, So please expect traffic delays in that area. Uh, I'm trying to see where the alternative routes are recommended, uh, but basically, just don't go to the Woodlands. Screw it. Yeah. (laughs) Or order pizzas the night before and get your Netflix ready to go. And it's it's over before noon. You know, a lot of the roads open up more. But from like 6 a.m.? Yeah, they're saying residents and neighborhoods along Flint Ridge Drive, Research Forest Drive, and Lake Woodlands Drive expect major delays. And then uh, the race course is along those those roads. So be careful, you know, if you have a date. Yeah, and if you are driving, do understand pedestrians have the right of way. These people are, you know, don't need you or on their tail or trying to edge out in between them. They've got a rhythm. You know, this is important stuff. Safety is important. You've been duly warned. Woodlands has so many back roads. It's not even funny. Just use your Google Maps, your ways or whatever, and avoid them. And everyone will be happy. But it'll be over about 11 noon at the latest. Uh, Traffic will be free-flowing again. Yeah. Cool. Cool deal. Cool. Yeah. But early voting. Keep. Man, I don't know what you're doing over there. I am things. I'm not being technically gifted today. Some stuff's happening over here. I got a poltergeist. Or are you setting me up? Did you like rig my, I wish. my section here? Because it's cool being the. Have you ever been the victim of like a very elaborate practical joke where they no. actually put a lot of? You, I'm you, too smart. Is that what that is? Challenge accepted, Dick. Because I think to be the victim of that, you know that they put a lot of thought and effort into it, so it makes you feel good. And I had a job once where. The guys rigged up my chair to an air horn. And, I mean, it took, like, engineering skills to do this. Every time I'd sit down, 
I get this and I'd hop up and I'd, but I'd be looking for it on the chair and it was hidden perfectly. I couldn't find the air horn. And it was, a, it was very gaslighting. See, the thing about that, though, is it keeps happening. So you're going to solve it. I think it should be random. Like every 20th time you sat down, you would hear it. <laughs> and so you'd be like, man, this is really weird. Why do I keep hearing that? And then. <laughs> What's going on? Um, yeah. So going from back to, from Practical Jokes, back to uh, early voting through Friday. So do, do vote. I voted yesterday. Dick, have you voted yet? No, I haven't. Have you registered to vote? Yeah, okay. we, already, we we already went over this. Okay, so but I mean, yeah, I know you how pointless the, the voters' card is. Remember, I was I was arguing uh-huh. there. Why do we need this if we don't need to bring it? And you're absolutely right. When I walked in yesterday to vote, please have your photo ID out, and I had my card in my hand, which would have worked just as well. But with the uh, uh, your driver's license, they just scan it right through. It's computerized. I was like four minutes in the booth. I knew who I wanted to vote for and what I wanted to vote for. So what I would talk about a practical joke, what you could do is hire tall men in black suits and then follow your buddy into the voter, like the voting building. And then when they scan it, you have the men walk in and be like, we just got a report that you scanned a card by Mr. Schisler. And then it's like, excuse me. It's like, is he here? Which one is he? <laughs> Please clear the area. That would be good. That would be a good one. Except everyone would freak out. So that probably wouldn't be a good one. You well, know, you're not involved. Just make sure I'm across town when it goes down, so I have a good alibi. All right, I gotta, I gotta ask you a question. Go for it. This is gonna be a moral question. Oh, good. And I then have no morals. Moral, ethical, and then you're standing on cultural. Okay. Uh, impacts. Lay it on me, Dick. So in Houston, the police arrested 50 folks with a large-scale cockfighting operation. Okay. With the, At Bazoria the ro- County Sheriff's. and razor blades, right? Yeah, they okay. found as me as 50 dead birds. Mm-hmm. And uh, then when they busted them, they seized 165 birds. Okay. So, that numbers, you know, given that's large scale. I imagine, large, I imagine that's yeah. a lot of birds. And H- having not been to one, but I'm presuming that's like probably tournament level. <laughs> yeah. But kind of <laughs> so my question to you is, why do you think that? Because to me, isn't cockfighting kind of a cultural thing? Like, is it legal anywhere in the world to go to a cockfight? That is a good question because you know we can put it up on the same pedestal as uh, uh, like bullfighting. bullfighting. Uh huh. Which is, I think, bullfighting. There, there's two different versions of bullfighting. There's there's non-lethal and then there's lethal. Or when I say lethal, I guess that's the wrong way to say. It. I don't know if they kill it or they. Some of them do it, but. Uh, What's your stance on that? Because I know dogfighting is a big no-no. Right. And like um, ethically, that's like, and morally, people are like, they love their dogs. Well, again, that's very much a philosophical question is, you know, what separates us from the other animals? You know, that that's metaphysics in a, in a heartbeat. Well, philosophy I, to jump a, a huge bridge with that is there was a report of an Olympic athlete saving so many dogs in South Korea because there's South Korea farms for dog meat. Yeah, right. And so clearly South Korea accepted that as their culture for a food substance. It is. In fact, they were to, told, a lot of restaurants were told, do not serve dog meat during the Olympics. And they actually were given money by the government to not do it. But they were complaining, we're losing so much business because in South Korea, you know, it's chihuahua on a half shell. Here we don't do it. So there is a huge cultural difference. Excellent point. Uh do but we do con- we do do cows we do do pigs we do and it, it's the, we cho- we pick and choose our animals who we think okay we well, can't kill and, a dog because they lick us and to bridge another story mm-hmm. there was a man in the United States who adopted a pig and then ate it 
<laughs> and now that people got upset, so they actually banned him from adopting any more pigs. That is interesting. As it's funny, sort of. Cockfighting is indeed illegal in all 50 states now, but... Well, I'm not saying just here in the United States. You, I mean, every, anywhere in the I mean, world. Believe it or not, the last was it, state, it, it was legal in Louisiana until 2007. Is it, was it illegal because of gambling, or is it illegal because of I, I a think, moral I thing? Think, I think PETA probably said we must save the animals. Okay. Um, but so as late as 2008, you could have legal cockfighting. So I think outside America, it is very cultural, much like bullfighting. And so it would be banned in America, let's say bullfighting. Um, and many people find it distasteful. However, the bull killed, assuming it's the bull that dies, would probably be sold off to meat markets and feed a lot of people. That would be my guess. It's like the price here at the Houston Rodeo. That's another classic example. People are going to pay $100,000, $200,000 for this thing. And he's going to get paraded around. And then he's probably going to be put out to stud for a bit. And then he's going to get killed and cooked and eaten. And they've had a $5,000 a plate gala. So you, I think your original question was. Now that would be a racket. <laughs> you buy you buy the prize steer and then you have a, a gala. And then you, you try. Mattress Mag's done it several years now. What? The, pines, the, 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 the prize cow, the steer, prize steer. And then he serves it? Yeah, eventually. Does he make money off of it? Uh, I Probably, I don't think he worries about that so much. But yeah, I think he paid like well, the first year like a hundred thousand for the for the steer, and you know you have it. Once it dies, you don't spend a hundred thousand. Don't try not to get a. Or you can spend a hundred thousand and have like it live out its life. And then what? That's what you get the and then peace it dies, of mind. You, you get the, you get you the peace of mind. I, I want I want peace of stomach. Is, yeah. is what I want. But so you have the cultural difference. So so fifty people arrested. So the huge cockfighting ring with birds. And I, well, what do you do with 165 birds now? Well, they've also been trained to kill. And it's almost like if this were a pit bull fight. You know, you have these dogs that unfortunately been, you cannot trust them because they've been conditioned to be violent. And same thing with these roosters. So unfortunately, you, you know, it's, it's you sell them to Frenchie's Chicken or something or Popeye's or KFC. And uh, it's, it's hard to re rehabilitate because they'll, they'll go after each other. You can't put them on the same farm like some rooster sanctuary. They'll go after each other. So do you think uh, this this big arrest thing, was that a, a waste of resources that could have gone elsewhere better because they're birds well, and we I, eat them anyways? I would look at it as what's going on in that area because, mm -hmm. I mean, when there's cockfighting, there's other stuff going on. There's got to be. There's money. There's probably drugs. If it's a legal activity, there's, a legal, there's other legal activities serving that. And th I think that's that's kind of the important thing to get it out of the area. Okay, that's why I was asking. I I wonder what cultures it's legal and how the how they're doing right now. And it, yeah, it cannot be denied that you know this story probably came out of East Houston or something, one of the more rural areas. But I can pretty much guarantee you, there's no cockfighting ring in the woodlands right now. Yeah. It, it, you know, they're just too white bread there. Uh, and so yeah, it's very much a, a cultural thing and an, a geographical thing. Well, didn't the woodlands just get busted with a bunch of drug cartels? Well, yeah, there's drugs. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So if there's drugs, it's cockfighting. Duh. <laughs> What's the kind of drugs? And, and and that's the thing. You know, you have uh, you have your crack, you have your powders, you have your heroin, you have your opiates, the high end um, stuff. You know, there is crime all, everywhere. Do not get me wrong. When I say no cockfighting in the woodlands, I'm not accusing them of being saints over there. But they, there's a different caliber of crime. You think so? 
Uh, yeah, I do believe. You think it's different from cockfighting than dogfighting? You think there's a big difference? Ooh, here's the thing. We eat roosters and chickens. We don't eat dogs. So there's, there's already a, a standard in our DNA that we treat dogs better than chickens. Here, not in Korea. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking American here. I think Korea, they just eat everything. And they'd have to. You, you can't pick and choose. You know, if you're if you're starving, if you're under an oppressive regime, squirrel would look pretty good after yeah. a while. Or you know, if you're what's that guy named Bear Grill or something, the guy that goes out there and eats he everything, drank his own uh, stuff. Yeah, hey, yeah. I betcha. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it is cultural. It is geographical, and uh, I don't know. It's so. What would you say you wouldn't eat, and what would you say you would eat? And I'm, when I say that, I mean like choose the most extreme things for both. Uh, I have eaten um, crickets and snails. Like with the shell? Well, no, it's escargot. It's removed from the shell. Okay, so you're actually, it was prepared. Yes. Okay. Um, I would eat, I would eat any animal that was not named. You really? Know, like Rex or that, Fido. That, that's you what? Know. I can't eat a dog or a cat. Anything domesticated. Um, I don't believe squirrels are domesticated. If I was starving in the forest and there was a squirrel there. Psh, what yeah. else do you have squirrel feeders though? What? <laughs> squirrel feeders? Yeah. Great. I don't have to hunt as hard. They're, they're coming to me. Just hit them with a well, BB gun. What's, what's domesticated then? You're feeding it. I mean, like, what's... Potty training, house you know, house training, sit, roll over, play dead. Okay. Now, any animal, you, you know, a dolphin, yeah, I wouldn't eat a dolphin, for instance. Really? Right. Why not? Because dolphin shows a sign of intelligence that, not quite human level, but just uh, it sets it apart. It's very hypocritical. And I've had, if I have any vegetarian or vegan friends listening in, I apologize. I'm an omnivore, uh, but even I'm a discriminating omnivore. I would eat, uh, just uh, coming down um, from Dallas, I stopped in a place where they make all kinds of meats, and I got buffalo and elk and tried it and uh, without a second thought. But if they had, you know, Sharpay That's Barbie. Sausage, That's Barbie. Bambi. Bambi. That's I mean, Bambi. I'm eating Bambi. I know. So I have no clear um, philosophy, and also I have a distinct lack of moral scruples and ethics. Well, when Holly challenges me with those kind of things, I look at her and I straight face says, I don't have to answer to you. <laughs> oh, Dick, you're so cute when you say that. After you're married, come to me and tell me how many times you can get away with that I don't that have to one. answer to anybody. Yeah. You're not the I boss just do, of me. I just do what I want. I'm a wild man. That's what you married. <laughs> you like me wild. You need me wild. <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny is I've never been challenged in the sense of like what I wouldn't eat and what I would eat. I do. I would say I'm an adventurous eater. Like mm -hmm. if you go to a restaurant and someone's like, hey, I'll try it. Like, hey, we're getting this. You want to try it? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Like the only food I would say I do not like is sardines. Like I do not like sardines, uh, especially canned sardines. Like mm -hmm. that is the worst food I've ever had. And it's only because of texture. Like when you have those little bones in there, like I, I mean, agree, Mrs. Skippy loves them. But other things, I like I, like I, I don't think I would eat dog. I don't think I would do that knowingly. I, I'd rather, if I have options, I'd rather do something else. Mm -hmm. uh, but I've never been in a situation where like dog was offered. And I'm sure that if I was on a farm with cows and calves running around and playing and, and drinking out of bottles, I would probably go off steak. But that's why I don't go around those farms because I very much like steak. So I even I even eat veal. Sorry, you need, you need to overcome it in your mind. Okay, maybe you should go hunting. Hunting, I would hunt for my food, and I would kill. I would eat whatever I killed and use everything I could, like the like the Native Americans before us. I want to start humming a, a man, an anthem now of some kind, That's but gross. I don't know what. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're listening. You're, we're listening. We're talking to you. Listening. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. 
here at IRLoneStar.com. We kind of skipped over our break, so we're going to go back into a music break. Call in at any time, 936-647-3776. Hope you're enjoying this morning. I'm having a good time. We have it about is. 30 good minutes left. today. Contact us, IRLoneStar.com slash MWLS. We'll be back. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at ConroeCoffee.com. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available in Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. And you're back on Mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy, the ones, the onlys. We don't come in six packs yet. We're sponsored by Conroe Coffee, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and Centurion Wealth Advisors. Thanks for sponsoring us, guys. Hey. Hey. We're cheap. If you want to sponsor us, we'll take it. Give us a call, 936-647-3776. Hit us up on Facebook. Facebook, Mornings with Lone Star. Or call Dick's private cell phone number. If you don't have it, give me a call and I'll give it to you. That's how I roll. And flipping uh, through our... our uh, Tuesday already. Uh, got some stuff happening local, Dick. This is some good things happening. What do you got on your calendar? Let's compare our calendar. Yeah, uh, what's coming up as soon as tomorrow, it's a great event to help support the VFW Post 4709 here in Conroe. Uh, if you go eat at Buffalo Wild Wings tomorrow, you will be helping because it donates 10% off. Our 10% of the sales go to the renovation over there at the VFW. That's tomorrow at Buffalo Wild Wings from 12 a.m. to 11.50, basically from open to close. That's a win-win. At the Buffalo Wild Wings I tomorrow. I get wings, they get money. On the uh, I-45 north of Conroe, that location right mm-hmm. there, uh, north of the Loop. So if you like wings, that's a great way to go. 10% will go to the VFW. Awesome. And if you don't like wings, that's how the terrorists win. Just saying. Always got to pull it into the political realm. Yeah, that's how Always. I roll, Dick. How I roll. Always. And also, uh, March 2nd, which happens to be Friday, uh, Women Empowering Women Women is having their uh, annual event. It's a public event, Friday, 11 a.m. to 1.30. Uh, you can get tickets online. Just look at Women Empowering Women 2018. 
Uh, it's, open, uh, it's uh, hosted by the Interfaith Community Clinic. It's a pretty big deal for all the ladies here in Montgomery County. Uh, but yeah. Cool. I got some good stuff too on my calendar. So Red Brick Tavern, they got some stuff starting on March 1st. You got Bucky Yeager on the 2nd. You got Manzi Towery. And on the 3rd, you got Gary Kyle. Um, then we have at the uh, uh, Corner Pub on the 1st, you got Farland Jams with Adam McFarland. Then you have uh, Ryan Davis on the 2nd. And you have Texas Johnny Boy on the 3rd. I think he plays rap. Take, taking a guess on that. And then um, also the, apparently on the 4th, uh, you got the Gospel Sunday Brunch over the Red Brick Tavern. That's pretty cool. And then Pacific Yard House, you know, they're, they're upping their, their uh, concert thing. On March 2nd, you got Midnight River Choir. Uh, you got Austin Mead on the 3rd. Uh, some great stuff happening up. And then uh, another great Conroe-type uh, event, and I'm, I'm uh, slopping, um, changing my photos here, is uh, the Downtown Conroe Arts Alliance is presenting the Rising Stars and Legends of Texas. And this is a week-long event starting the 4th and going through the 10th. It's celebrating arts and culture in downtown Conroe. We're talking artists galore. And on the 4th, their opening performance is going to be the Texas Tenors, accompanied by members of the Conroe Symphony Orchestra. It's at the Crichton Theater. Uh, at the, the ending um, performance on the 10th is the Young Texas Artist Music Competition Finale. This is like a week worth of just awesome, awesome art stuff happening. And that's what we got coming up this well, week through we the weekend. Yeah. Don't forget the spelling bee. Yeah, that starts on the 9th. We will not forget the spelling bee. And we got the director and hopefully some cast members popping in uh, Thursday yeah, morning, I'm right? excited about that. I'm ah, yeah. very excited. But, uh, you know, I've been coming up with all the cool articles these, this, this today's show. So you have, you've been carrying the where, show. Where are you at? <laughs> it uh, uh, did, did come across this funky thing about this tattoo artist who is so into tattooing, he has literally tattooed his entire body, including his eyeballs. You know, it's funny. I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about the cultural phenomenon, which is tattoos, in a sense of it is a fad. Their argument was, you know, the newer generations going through a cleansing kind of thing. Okay. So if you think about, you know, if you look at our society today and look at it 40 years ago, 50 years ago— when tattooing became a real big fad, like the growing popularity. Now it's, you know, we don't smoke, we eat clean food, organic, and are more people getting tattoos today or less people getting tattoos today? And then really they were arguing what's going to happen to all the people who've gotten tattoos in the past 50 years are now becoming older where their skin care and everything isn't like, it's not going to be the same tattoo and since you get wrinkly arms. So, you know, like the Simpsons, right. the dad had like the Marine thing. <laughs> but, uh but that was kind of what do you think on what reason I bring that is what do you think the future of tattooing is? Because there's certain areas in especially Conroe and in Houston, there's tattoo parlors like everywhere. Right. And uh, it has become a, a, a thing. Uh, I was very I waited to my 40s till I got my tattoo and uh, wanted to make sure this will be my one tattoo. So I must be positive what I want. Uh, even now, I'm looking possibly at another one because, uh, you know, your body's the canvas kind of thing. Um, my son is a Marine has multiple tattoos. More and more people do. I think the stigma is, is out of them. I'm glad that the tram stamp went away, but kind of hand in hand with that. Uh, now, why did that go away? Because of the, the stigma of the having stigma. a tramp stamp? Yes, because uh, just it turned out that a lot of uh, exotic dancers happened to have them, and that's where the name came from. So you'd be at a, at a club where you could see the small of a woman's back, and there'd be that tattoo there. 
And it was a fad. And that, that's the, again, that's, there are tattoo fads. It's like, I remember about 10, 15 years ago, it was the Celtic thorn symbol around your, your bicep. Uh, you know, that, that was the thing to have. So I believed it as tattoo removal technology gets better. I think tattooing will become even more popular because let's say you can do the, the neck tattoo or something, but, oh, I've got a job interview going for a little outpatient laser. Now you're talking about this guy who got a tattoo on his eye. Eyeball, not just eyeball. his eyes, eyeball. Can you get it removed? Uh, if you, the removal process is even more painful than the tattoo itself. So I would think he's not, this guy's committed. I mean, you saw a picture of him. He, he he's completely altered his body on purpose. He's like, my body is there to be movable art. And he's like extended his lip through those discs and his ears. And, but to just mm. to tattoo your own, uh, to have your eyeballs tattooed, that you're committed to the cause on that one. Then that just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Any needle getting near my eye on that one. But uh, you going to get a tattoo, Dick? Maybe Holly's name somewhere? Well, I always feel like that's a good way to do a practical joke on people. Mm-hmm. But then again, like, you know, get a fake, like, get like a dragon on your chest or something. And mm-hmm. then, like, you do it the day before the pool party, you know, <laughs> and then you get to the pool party, and be like, whoa, 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 whoa. I wonder how long it would take, though, to get a fake tattoo. It's probably just as, not as long as. Yeah, you, henna is, is always an option. Now, what I'd like to do is, like, before you're, uh, like, on your bachelor party, is to get you really drunk. And then all the guys got together and we go get you a tattoo that says, you know, Fiona or Allison, some other woman's name, in a part where your fiancé wouldn't be able to miss it if she saw it. You'd have to explain it away. We would do it. See, that's a practical joke. What's, it, what you got to do is you got to get it somehow where you can hide it. Now I'm trying to think how you could do it. Well, it depends on the depth of your hiding. Uh, my tattoo is on my, my forearm, and I usually wear my sleeves rolled up a couple, so it's right on the cusp of the sleeve, so I can hide it if need be. Because uh, you're because you're embarrassed. No, it's just, I, I'm also aware that uh, uh, some people just it's not their bag. Yeah, and uh, you know that's why I wouldn't get one on my face or neck. And you have these these people who get a face tattoo, then wonder why no one will hire them. So it's just discretion. That's discriminatory, though, isn't it? Like, mm, no, <laughs> your tattoos are not constitutionally protected. It should be. Yeah. We're going to get you tattooed up, Dick. Yo, some mornings, Lone Star. We're going to take a quick sponsor break. Say thanks to our sponsors, but we'll be right back right after this. Stick around. Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at centurionwa.net or reach us by phone at 936-756-1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors, now let's get your financial house in order. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. Well, you 
Welcome back to our final segment on our Tuesday mornings with Lone Star with Skippy and Dick. Dick and Skippy. He's the other one. You know who I am. Still sponsored by Conroe Coffee, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and Centurion Wealth Advisors. Jamming to the tunes today. Great conversations happening. If you want to get in on this conversation or all future ones, call us, 936-647-3776. Hit us up on Facebook, Mornings with Lone Star, or uh, Smoke Signals work. You just got to do it right outside our window, though. Uh, so last topic or two of the day, uh, two bits of news that have come in. First off, President Trump has officially announced his re-election campaign. So he's uh, doubling down. He's going for it. Um, assuming he'll have the response, uh, the, the uh, support of the GOP behind him, he's putting it down there. Too early? What do you think? Well, I don't know what the norm is. Well, he's—I mean, like—he's he's a year is, and a half into his office. Well, is there an official time period? Like, so he's basically just woke up and goes, "Hey, I'm going to do this, but I'm not going to file." Like, when's filing for it? Oh, not for much later. Yeah, not, so that's, the line. I mean, that no, they're just letting the world know I'm here to stay. And and been putting everyone on notice, I'm not going anywhere. I'm surprised you didn't make it like at an event, right? Like waiting till the last day to file and be like, "Oh yeah, I'm doing it." Well, that's the thing. Also, he tends to do things grand, very egocentric, and I'm wondering. This is just a oh, I'm uh, here's my campaign, and my IT guy is going to be my campaign manager. It's pretty much what he said. Is he starting to chill out a little on the showmanship? Who knows? What do you think? Maybe. I, I mean, I don't. Why are we even trying to go into the mind of Trump? <laughs> like, I don't. Well, here's someone who is. This is this is interesting. It's a little disturbing, and it's not that it's a Trump issue so much. But I feel like that's a that's kind of the counter to a lot of hot topics today. Mm -hmm. Is like he is the driving point of driving people insane or choosing to say insane things that normally like imagine being on Twitter and like or especially Facebook. I bet people who are listening right now have friends on Facebook. And they have posts, and you're like, whoa, 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 man. Like, where are you going with this craziness? Because mm -hmm. I've had several friends that do, it's like a public statement kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, do we all need to get PR agents if we're going to be going on Facebook saying these insane things about each other? And it's— And it's, it goes out, you know, Joy Bahar on The the View has gone around now. Now her latest thing is that if you're Republican, you love Nazis. Literally, that's, that's, that's what she said. And you know what? I don't love Nazis. I can guarantee it. So you're speaking fake stuff there— Joy, but it is people just going nuclear option left and right in San Diego State University. And it's important for me to, to stress that word. The state university, this is not a private university, is actually offer is now offering a one unit course starting in March focused solely on the topic of impeaching Trump, not just not presidential impeachments throughout history. It is called Trump impeachment, removal or conviction taught by Professor John Joseph McCleary. The focus will be on the two constitutional grounds, impeachment and removal of the 25th Amendment, and the possible charges of the independent counsel. This, uh, and that's the description of the course. Uh, this scares me. This is a state university. So, you know, it, it part of the state education system. This is not a private university funded by, you know, this gets state money in order to run. And state money... I'm sure there's some federal help with it, too. I, I mean, obviously, California tends to lean liberal, and I get that, and that's what they are. I wouldn't try to force them to be otherwise. Well, do you have any more info on this besides just a headline? No, no, I've got the whole article here. Yeah, the synopsis for the show or for the class? Yes, uh, the only required—the the class, the class will cover grounds for impeachment, 
removal or indictment, such as conflict of interest, form emollients, climate change, racism, religious bias, improper influence, nepotism, and a host of crimes, including conspiracy, false statements, and obstruction of justice. The only required reading is Alan Lickman's The Case for Impeachment, uh, in which the American University professor makes the case for impeaching the 45th of the pre president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. Well, I mean, it might be a cash grab by the university because I know a lot of people would want to take that class. So, uh, yeah, but just having the one book, the the one cited, you know, the only required reading is written by a person who who is making their only money saying we got to impeach this guy. It's it may touch on Nixon and Clinton, you know, previous impeachees. I probably glossed over them, but when the entire the actual topic. The name of the course is, includes the phrase impeach Trump. That scares me. And again, I don't care. This could have been five years ago with impeach Obama, and I'd still be very, very scared about that to, to put that in a state university thing. So I'm going to keep tabs on this one, and hopefully it'll uh, uh, it's being offered for 221 bucks through the criminal justice program. <laughs> okay. So anyhow, that was that one, but I don't want to end on a, on, a, on a funky note like that. Let's find something Funny to talk about. Well, actually, we have to be going. So how about that? Funny. That's funny. That's funny. You've been listening to the Mornings with Lone Star here on IRLoneStar.com. We're here every weekday from 9 to 11. It's your morning radio show. Get involved with us. That's right. Contact us, 936-647-3776. If you're just now joining us, we have a full lineup rest of the day on IRLoneStar.com. We are Montgomery County's community radio station. We do podcast all of our shows at 8 p.m. tonight on iTunes and Google Play so if you did miss the show and our interviews or anything like that just make sure to subscribe on iTunes and Google Play we uh, enjoyed this morning I hope you enjoyed this morning uh, we are brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning Conroe Coffee and Centurion Wealth Advisor special thanks to our supporters uh, and all that kind of stuff it is Tuesday so we are we will be back tomorrow we look forward to it Skippy it's good to see you Dick always good to see you and uh, we'll see you guys later yeah Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.